0: Starting grade nine. Starting in grade nine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that song, Grade Nine, by uh, Bernick Ladies? No. Oh, yeah. Was, they had a funny song called Grade Nine. It was.
1: I bet they did.
0: Quite cute. Yeah. Yeah. Comedy stuff. Hello, everyone. Uh, Kara Kendricks here and got my wife, Marilyn, across the table here. Hello. A, um, another episode of Unbroken, our podcast discussing our journey through the mental health system with our our kids and maybe even ourselves a little bit too yeah so uh, when we left off last we were discussing uh, just just kind of setting the stage for what Cohen was like as a kid up until the point where we finally pulled the pin and and started going down the 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 official mental health channels to treat the depression Um, you know we definitely learned that depression is seemingly harder to treat than anxiety I think because anxiety people have you Know that you can sort of self soothe, but you can't snap out of it, right? So,
1: well, I was gonna to say too, especially for, for kids because they're still developing, yeah. So, when you're looking at anything like medications and stuff, it's very, uh, very tricky, yeah, to uh, get it just right, yeah, because they're, yeah, it the can really mess developing. with them, yeah, yeah.
0: Our uh, RMD, like the our the rgp for that for the family including cohen is uh was very reluctant to put him on meds uh without the at least the consultation with a, a child psychiatrist because he was he didn't want to weigh into that i presume that that's uh, probably a pretty common thing
1: yeah but i mean like backing up a little bit like just to get him an appointment to get assessed well yeah let's... was quite quite the thing too
0: let's get into that i mean we um we were obviously able to get him in to see our GP, no problem. He's, yeah. uh, uh, and we, so we took him down there. We started there, of course, yes. got the referral situation going,
1: but. Uh, he wanted us to access our local, uh, Strathcona, Str- Sherwood Park, um, health center here. Yeah. Because he said it had such an amazing program yeah. and that we would be able to access like psychiatrists and whatever we needed through them. So I got the name and number and I called down there and I had an intake appointment Went through the whole thing, and I was able to actually get him in relatively quickly due to the fact, I guess February is when I called, and beginning of March is when I got him in. Mm-hmm. And the reason I was able to get him in is because he had uh, suicidal ideations. Yeah. So they considered him, um, they wanted to get him in quickly, so he was a high risk. Yeah. So we got him in, in. I'm looking at my notes, and I believe it was March, beginning of March. Yeah. So we got in to see someone. Just,
0: uh, pause to recite. Whenever you're dealing with these situations, we learn don't hold anything back. Oh don't, no! Don't dismiss anything um, because, like in the case in point, because we we told the truth about his you know uh, potential suicidal ideations and plans that helped us get it did uh, work or uh, support sooner than if we had just said our, our child is you know, not well, quote unquote, right.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Uh, we went down to the appointment yeah. together as a family. We saw a lady down there. Uh, we liked her. Mm-hmm. She was okay. But the one thing that was really disheartening when we went in there is she kind of, as I recall, asked us like why, why we chose them or how we got there or what, uh, however we got there. And I remember telling her, the doctor told us it was an amazing program for kids. And she said, a lot has changed here. She said, You will be seen probably three times and you will be discharged. That was really defeating. Yeah. Uh, we felt like, well, uh, we just didn't know, but at least it was something. So we saw her. She uh, told us that he would be a candidate for medication as he really wanted medication. Yeah. He expressed this to her quite clearly. We were a little apprehensive about it. We had some experience with it with the other. Um, daughter. So we kind of knew what was up there, but he really wanted it. And so we talked with her and she said she thought that would be okay. So we, we left there. Uh, The other thing was, is you could only get an appointment every three weeks, which really leaves a person, anybody that's struggling with this stuff, it leaves you just so hanging, like you just don't know, like, what you're going to do because your child is suffering and you only can be seen every three weeks. So we, we did, we booked another appointment. We took him back to our family doctor and he reluctantly prescribed us Ciprolex. Yeah. So he said, but he said, I really want you to stick with this system because you're likely to get him into a psychiatrist a lot quicker than if he was to try and put him on a wait list. Yeah. I think he did put him into the PCN, but at this point in time, he told us to stick with where we were and uh, we could utilize these outreach programs if we needed somebody in the meantime. So yeah. if he, we were in an emergency, there was two, one on the north side of Edmonton and one on the south side of Edmonton. Yeah. And that's where we went. We went home. So we went and got the medication and off we went from our family doctor. The next appointment came along, and I hadn't heard a confirmation to see this counsellor at the Sherwood Park Hospital. So three weeks came, I called, uh, she said, you don't have an appointment. I said, I have the card with everything on it. And she's like, well, I'm sorry, we don't have it down here. So another three weeks. So six weeks in between.
0: So defeating. It
1: was just brutal. Three
0: weeks is not enough. And I'm I'm sure you're going to get to this, but we also found that while we were told that we couldn't jump in and out of the system... No, you can't. It's double-dipping. Because we each had benefit plans for our jobs. um, We definitely had coverage for psychology, private psychology. But basically, if they found out that we were doing that in between the three-week appointments, that they would kick us out of the public system.
1: Yes. But we did it anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Screw them. We
1: took him, and plus we also utilized the outreach programs, which I would let everyone know that actually... I mean, they, for what they are, you just go in, you see somebody different each time you go in, but they do take you in and do an assessment and they kind of help you work through goals and stuff. It's, it's something in between if you're really struggling mm-hmm. other than taking them to the stallery and the emergency department, which we did several times yeah, we did that. down mm-hmm. the road. Yeah. So, um, yeah.
0: Ooh, yeah. What a journey. Yeah.
1: So we got him on the medication, and I had some notes down here that uh, he had a terrible time starting on the medication. Yeah, we ended up in an emergency with him in the stallery. Every time we started him on medication, he would he would be sick.
0: It drove up his anxiety and like like irrationally too. throwing up all the time. At this time, yeah, his his moods went to depression, but when we would try to get him on them, it's almost like the body was trying to, like, overcompensate for the depression somehow. That's how I perceived it anyway. And, yeah, it would just, just make him awful.
1: Yeah, and I yeah. we might want to just add to it this time. We did see a dramatic change in friends. Yeah. He pared down his friends. He cut out a lot of his just buddies, pared his circle down to a select few, yeah. spent... Never watched TV, spent time by himself all the time. He always had his hoodie on, his hood up, earbud in his ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very obviously depressed yeah. at this point. We went through, I was just counting here, about nine different medications. Jeez. Yeah. Um, some of them, a lot of them, I'd say six or so of them, they're a four to six week up. Mm-hmm. and then a taper down. So this was a very grueling process for him. Yeah. Uh, we did, I guess, eventually we did get to see a psychiatrist at the Sherwood Park Hospital about May 1st. We finally got in to see somebody. And he decided to keep Cohen on the Ciprolex that his family doctor had him on, only he added um, an additional drug called Respiradol.
0: Respiridon.
1: Respiridon or Respiridol, something Something like that. They added that one and he gave us a prescription. Cohen really disliked this psychiatrist. I did go in and meet him. Um, I didn't like him either. There was a psychiatrist in the room and there was a psychologist. After the meeting, we went into the room with a psychologist. And I just want to say, quite frankly, he was a jerk. Yeah. He was a jerk. And he just, he, Cohen did not like him at all either. And we left the appointment feeling like we hadn't really gotten anywhere with that situation. We had to make a decision at this point whether we were going to stick with this guy at Sherwood Park Hospital or if we were going to just separate out of the public system and go private. So we, we left it with them that we would call them back and let them know. And we talked it over as a family. And Cohen very adamantly did not want to spend time with his individual. So I called him back on the uh, beginning of the week, and I told him we had decided to go to the private system. And his exact words were, so you're buying into that, are you? It was absolutely brutal. Yeah. It is not what I needed to hear. There was no support there. It was a slap. Yeah. Um, I told him that we were, you know, going to do the best we could and thanked him for his troubles and let that situation go. But um, I did follow up with his supervisor and got a call in there. And uh, she did, she told me that uh, her, kind of her response was, well, that's just the way he is. He's been in the system for a long time. (laughs) Well, you can kiss my ass. Mm -hmm. No, thanks so we went to the private system at that point yeah yeah
0: but I mean you're never totally in a private or public system this is more like you know you you, there's the medication element of getting mental health support and then there's the the talk side and they always say that you know definitely one or the other typically won't work like unless you're kind of through a if it's a short-term situation, but in in a situation like that, you need you need a, a bit of the talk and a bit of the the meds often to kind of get through certain elements, especially with depression because it's so hard to come out of it. So yeah, we did end up um, jumping into the, the the private psychology side of things because we did have the coverage. We, again, we were very fortunate that we had uh, supportive jobs and and benefit plans that allowed us to to do that. Medications weren't an issue because they were always covered yeah. and, uh, and visits.
1: And you know, I just was going to say about this time, this was about in, in May. And I know he was having a lot of trouble in school, like he sitting in school with his anxiety. Yeah. Uh, he didn't want to be around people. Yeah, He was in the band in school and he, you know, had some commitments to play and he did, he ditched the band trip that year. Yeah. He just couldn't do it. But, Um, I work quite closely to the school, so I, he would call me when he was having anxiety attacks and I, my employer was, I don't know, so more than accommodating to me, they let me go when I needed to go. They let him come to the, my workplace when he needed to come. He was offered a safe place.
0: Yeah. (laughs) did good. But yeah, no, it was very, uh. It it takes a village, right?
1: Yeah. And then, but actually by the end of May, I asked for a leave of absence because it was becoming, you know, apparent that I needed to be with my family. So I requested a leave of absence and I got one for five months. I was off till the fall. Yeah. So that was a blessing.
0: It was. And of course you had uh, disability insurance, so we were able to get through financially. Bit of a hit, but definitely worth it.
1: Oh yeah, we we did we managed quite well, but that was
0: uh, we could not get any momentum.
1: No, yet. we couldn't.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was tough to just get through. I mean, and this was during a time where we were dealing with med changes. Every time there was a med change for him, there was a problem. There was, um, you know, and it's not like we were jumping on and off of them quickly. I mean, it's you you need to try them for four to six minimum weeks four or six, yeah six weeks and and yeah and even then like sometimes it's even longer to really know but yeah. usually you know if it's going to do something it's just yeah to what degree and and,
1: and you know what there was times like i was kind of just read through my notes like they added the respiridon, yeah. and that just numbed him out Yeah, i mean he he couldn't even cry for god's sake yeah. like he wanted to cry i remember him telling me that but i just can't cry yeah you know it was terrible yeah we were at this point on a list for the, uh, at the PCN, the primary care network, uh, waiting for a psychiatrist. And I, I remember calling them a couple times and that's another thing like, don't give up, keep calling, keep trying. And I remember getting, we got into Dr. Levinsky at this point yeah, over in the South well, we side. We were so relieved. We were so relieved. I, I think yeah. the woman heard the desperation in my <laughs> voice at the PCN because she, remember, yeah. she called me back later that day she said i've got a spot and you're getting it yeah and they were wonderful people over there
0: yeah they were um that was a a really good feeling because it was felt like finally and and the place itself was well it was like a child psychiatrist yes he was it, it felt like you were in the place that you should be in even though he was you know in his teens he was still a kid and yeah they the staff was just amazing
1: they yeah. were amazing. I got weekly calls from the secretary, or not the secretary, Dr. Okay, Levinsky's yes, nurse.
0: The, the nurse, yeah. Just she seconded. called
1: me weekly. Yeah. I swear to God, she yeah. was an angel.
0: These are the, the, this, it's, it's people like this and it's situations like this that, you know, basically kept us doing this podcast because you can't get through this stuff without a bit of light here and there. Um, you can't. You know, and, and really, and, and the, unfortunately it's, it's almost like an 80, 20 rule. Like, you know, let's say 20% of the situations and people you encounter are bad and they make up about 80% of your experience and your, you know, your, the feelings of defeat. Yeah. But uh, they were great. Yeah. They Um, were
1: really good to us there. And we, he took us through a lot. He eventually uh, recommended that Cohen go to the hospital. Yeah. And we, Felt like that was the right decision for the time. And, and furthermore, Cohen wanted to go. He did. He felt like this. he just didn't know how he was going to get out of this situation. And this, at this point in time through that summer, you know, I think we got into him in July or something. And then, like, through that whole summer and stuff, he started having blood pressure problems. Yeah. And that was... That was weird. That was weird, yeah. We Just one visit there, his blood pressure was through the roof, like, pretty high. And yeah. So then they started this whole investigation and they found out that his uh, cortisol levels were high.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. We were in the stallery and then specialists and whatnot. And yeah. turns out that it's, um, can happen when you're have like clinical depression. Yeah. Cause you're always in anxiety mode, I guess. Yeah.
0: It's a good uh, benchmark to see if you're clinically depressed or just more like short-term situationally depressed I think. yeah and that kind so of like came a, out
1: later on when he went to the hospital but yeah. we were on the wait list for the Royal Alec for I would say from August till November yeah. when he went in Yeah. so um, I called there every week Yeah. they told me to
0: yeah to, and that's probably why we got him in so yeah, soon too
1: Dr. Levinsky's office told me just keep calling yeah. call every week I'd call every week <sighs> Until finally we got him in in November.
0: Yeah, so three months. Yeah. And by this time, you had actually gone back to work. Yes. And then I was able to take some time off. Yes. To continue that. That's because true. Because he, he just, he couldn't go to school. He couldn't, he, we had him in the outreach school, like the the online school Through grade of, 10, yeah. Yeah, and that was a j- disaster. That was a disaster. That was just a place for him to get great drugs and. Yeah,
1: that was not <laughs> a good scene.
0: And not, again, not the fault of the teachers. Nope. They were awesome. They were awesome. But it was just that clientele, you know, a bunch of other kids also having problems and with varying degrees of parental support and situations too.
1: Yeah. The schools, like even in grade nine, the Clover Bar School and that, they were very good. They tried. The yeah. teachers at the outreach school through the grade 10, Yeah, they really tried too. So he was taking his high school, his grade 10 at home. Yeah. Well, he was supposed to go into the school some. I guess he went in some because he was he did, but just for mischief and, purposes. Well, honestly. yeah, and he'd
0: either have panicky sort of anxiety problems or just not doing anything, I guess. No, and that
1: came that came into another whole aspect of something I don't think we're gonna get into, but he did end up getting into some, you know, a circle of friends that were less than good for him. Yeah. And so that's another whole area of something that we're not going to discuss but well no
0: because it it doesn't really provide any no sort of thing but again these are the things that parents and you know carriers need to watch out for is at least we were kind of on it by this time and when we observed the change in friends yeah then you know we knew it was just part and parcel of the situation
1: yeah so then yeah about november we admitted him into the royal alec yeah and I think he felt some relief. And in, in his video that you guys will see, yeah. we did the video of him with his blessing. He helped pick the pictures. You'll see yeah. videos of him actually in the hospital and what it was like there. Just yeah. give you an idea of, of some of the journey and struggle that he went through. Yeah. So he was in the hospital from November. Well, he was in there for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, and then we ended up with get getting him the ECT treatments. Yeah, the doctor.
0: Oh, I'm just gonna say, yeah. I mean, we're we're coming up on 20 minutes here. Maybe Again? we should save this. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good place to kind of stop the conversation and and uh, just kind of maybe regroup here, and then we can uh, get more into because the ECT thing is a it's a big thing, and it's it a thing a that a lot thing. of people don't have a lot of knowledge about or experience with. So I don't want to rush through that. No,
1: that's a big thing. Yeah.
0: So let's uh, let's pause for now. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, uh,
1: everybody. Yeah,
0: this is the Unbroken Podcast. And uh, tune in next time where we'll continue our story about Cohen and his journey through uh, mental health and all that jazz. Thanks As for well, listening. You betcha. Take care.